Welcome to the Fear and Greed Afternoon Report for Friday the 17th of March 2023. I'm Sean Aylmer. Every afternoon we've got the five stories that happened today that you need to know about. Story number one, the S&P ASX 200 finished the day up 0.4% to end a pretty rough week at 6,995 points. For the week, the bourse was down 2%. Among the large caps today, the banks were strong, led by National Australia Bank, which jumped at 1.6%, and Commonwealth Bank, which finished more than 1% higher. The iron ore miners were mixed. Fortescue was up 2%, while BHP and Rio Tinto were flat. Some of the energy groups did better today, while the gold miners were underperformers, a bit of a mirror image of yesterday, just not as extreme. Oil and gas giant Woodside finished 2.1% higher, while Santos was up 1.3%. Gold digger Newcrest Mining finished nearly 2% lower. Another to bounce today was diversified miner South 32 up 2.8%, while WiseTech Global and QBE Insurance also did well. In corporate news, Link Administration has entered into an agreement with LC Financial Holdings to sell its banking and credit management system for $48 million, and tracking software company Life360 reported its revenue increased 100% to $228 million US dollars, according to its unaudited 2022 financial statements. Its share price was up slightly today. Story number two, after five days that started in the US, stopped off in Fiji and ended back home, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese spent today defending friendly fire, notably from former Prime Minister Paul Keating, about the 30-year $368 billion submarine deal he signed as part of the AUKUS Pact with the US and United Kingdom. He said the cost was just a fraction of GDP and the overwhelming proportion of the money to be spent on the submarines will remain in Australia. Albanese rejected Keating's argument that it represented the biggest transfer of wealth to a foreign country since the gold rush, reiterating that the deal was set to create 20,000 direct jobs in Australia and many more indirect jobs. He added that it will lead to a renaissance of high-value manufacturing in Australia. Story number three, Telstra is planning to speed up the overhaul of its operations and job cuts as it attempts to extract half a billion dollars in costs as part of its T25 strategy. The Financial Review is reporting that a confidential document obtained by the masthead says there will be job losses from the retail network and widespread changes to their consulting arm, Telstra Purple, network management and sales support teams. The consumer and small business segments, Telstra Enterprise and Products and Technology, will also be hit. Telstra's share price has outperformed amid all the recent turmoil. It's up almost 4% so far this year, closing today at $4.13. Story number four, productivity is a big challenge for Australia. It's been low for decades. Currently, it's running a little over 1%, which is about the lowest in 60 years. Now, a research piece from the Reserve Bank offers a reason why. Industry-wide agreements, which could include the Albanese government's new multi-employer deals, coincide with slower productivity and wages growth. The research found that a slowdown in national productivity over recent decades could partly be explained by sectors such as retail and hospitality increasingly using industry-wide agreements such as awards to set pay. The paper found such sectors had a weaker relationship between productivity and wages that appeared to slow growth by making it less likely that productive firms could attract staff through higher pay. And finally, story number five, the Pentagon this morning released a video saying it provides evidence a Russian fighter jet clipped the propeller of a US spy drone and caused it to crash into the Black Sea this week, 
despite Russia's denial. According to Reuters, the 40-second long video was filmed by the MQ-9 Reaper drone as it conducted regular reconnaissance in international airspace two days ago near Crimea. The video shows what the Pentagon says are two Russian fighter jets swooping towards the drone and releasing jet fuel on it. After a second pass by the jets, the fuel cuts out then resumes with images of the drone's damaged propeller. US officials have accused the Russian jets of acting in an unsafe manner. Russia has denied any collision took place and says the drone went down after making sharp manoeuvres, having provocatively flown close to Russian airspace. That's it for the afternoon report for Friday the 17th of March 2023. Michael Thompson, Adam Lang and I will be back tomorrow morning with a weekend edition of Fear and Greed. I'm Sean Aylmer. Enjoy your evening. <laughs>